when people figure out, they're like, oh my God, I know your voice, or hey, I know you, I know you from somewhere. I feel like we've been friends when I've never met them ever. That's what I look for. That is the most rewarding moment for me in radio is when someone comes to me and says, I feel like I know you and I've never met you just from your show. Welcome to another episode of the Interesting People podcast today, and I can't say how excited I am for this. I'm joined by Gabby. Gabby, how's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty good. You know, we're ending the year off right, I think. This is your first year with WFRE, first year of the podcast, so this is perfect close. This is my first podcast ever. Oh, really? Well, it fantastic. Is. What got you interested in radio? I am not one of those kids that knew from day one. I wanted to be a firefighter. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a teacher. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And so when I went to college, I switched my major at least like five or six times. I went from psychology to interpersonal communication studies to advertising. By my junior year of college, I was just kind of lost in the sauce, you know? And a friend of mine had a radio show at the college that I went to. And she was like, hey, man, you're so fun to be around. You're pretty funny. Like, let's hang out. Come on to my show. Be a guest on my show one day. I was like, oh, whatever. You know, I'll try anything once. And as soon as the mic cracked, I (laughs) fell in love. I knew that this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I don't know. Maybe I just like to hear myself talk. (laughs) (laughs) What was the first radio station you started working at? I went to Bloomsburg University, Pennsylvania, because I grew up in Philly. It's like up in the mountains in center Pennsylvania. The radio station I first started at was WBUQ, The Revolution, huh. 91.1. So growing up in Philly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know so shockingly little about Philly. <laughs> How would you describe Philly to other people? Typically, when you tell someone that hasn't been to Philly that you're from Philly, they go, <gasps> Really? And they're either excited or they have a little fear in their eyes, (laughs) which makes sense because of our sports teams and, you know, we're infamous for all that crazy stuff. But the one and only word that I would describe Philly as is vibrant. It's a very vibrant, passionate city. And we're always rooting for the underdog. It's kind of like your siblings. Only I can mess with my sibling, but you can't, you know. Growing up in Philly was definitely different from here. But you're very close to the people that live around you because you're physically in proximity, very close together. So everybody knows everybody business. It's like, hey, how's your dad doing? How's your mom doing? Oh, they're good. They're good. Like, oh, thank you for the pie you baked me yesterday. You know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. What's something you miss about Philly? I miss my family and my friends. I think I miss the buzz of it. I think, you know what? The thing I miss the most is still finding new places when I've spent 24 years of my life there. I still have new places that I haven't gone to, that I haven't tried. Restaurants, museums, tons of things to do that I still have yet to try. And I think that's incredible about any location because you're still kind of being a tour guide in your own city. That's one of my favorite parts of Frederick. What's your favorite way to explore a town? Is it driving around? Is it walking? Lately, I mean, the way that I've been taking on the city of Frederick is going somewhere, parking and, and wandering and being like, oh, I'm a couple miles from my car. <laughs> Can I call an Uber to my car? <laughs> you know, it's just seeing where the day takes me. I, I love brunch. Get something to eat. Wander around. You know, I've wandered around downtown quite a bit. I'm excited for better weather. Because when it's warmer out, I can venture out a little bit. I love to kayak. So I'm looking for more naturey things to get involved in. Oh, this is a wonderful place for kayaking. So you've been here for a couple months. What's something you think WFR listeners may not know about you so far? I like to cook. Ooh, 
I really like to cook. I mean, I know we have Katie's Kitchen, which is incredible. <laughs> I love to cook, and I am a huge wine drinker. I think they know that I'm a foodie. I mean, we talked about that in the beginning. I just yeah. I love new restaurants and stuff like that. But something about cooking is stress relieving for me because you can't really focus on anything else except mm-hmm. for your meal, or you're going to burn your house down, or it's going to be a crappy meal if you don't pay attention to it. I always love the difference between cooking and baking. <laughs> I am shaking my head. I will totally make you a dinner. I will totally make you a meal meal made with love, but I am an awful baker. I can't bake for anything. I can't bake anything at all. Completely burnt, dry, falls apart. It's a hard no for me. I feel like you've been a part of the team for it feels like years now, but I know you've only been here for a couple of months. You started in August. Let me embarrass you. August? Oh, oh I was sorry. Gonna, I should thank have made you. I was going to say September, so you've, what? you've corrected me. Patrick Haynes. I know. Well, here, <laughs> you just joined the team. What were some of the things that you were expecting that came true, and what are some of the things that have surprised you ever since you got to WFRE in Frederick? Uh, my time spent here has been great. I have zero complaints, and I am not just saying that because I should say that. <laughs> Actually, yesterday, on the date, it's been four months since I've been here, all of my expectations have been filled You know, by listeners. I have just truly been so welcomed here in and outside of the station. When I came for my first and second interview, there was just something about this town. There was something about the people at the station that I felt like I had belonged here for a long time, mm-hmm. that this is where I was going to grow in my career and this is where I was going to grow within myself. Mm-hmm. I was ready for something new. I was ready for something different. I expected listeners to maybe not like me so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because, you, you know, people don't like change. People <laughs> don't like change. And when you hear a new voice, especially when it's someone you're listening to all day at work or you're listening driving through town, you know, most people just don't like different things. And there hasn't been one complaint. Really? Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I'm jinxing myself now, knock on wood. But <laughs> They're all going to flood in. There hasn't been one complaint about my show. And there, there hasn't been one complaint about how I run the show. And that's incredible to me because we really put ourselves out there and people don't realize it but we're humans too part of me thinks it's country listeners as well country music listeners are so loyal they're so loyal to the station they're so loyal to music and their music artists that they just kind of roll with it but i didn't expect to be this welcomed i'm pleasantly surprised you got to have your first great frederick fair my great frederick fair first experience (laughs) was a culture shock (laughs) for this city girl for sure i would say that the thing that most shocked me was the demo derby yeah that's so crazy people love slamming cars into each other are you looking forward to having your first fourth of july Yes, Party in the Park. Party That's the park. all anybody talks about is Party in the Park. It's the biggest thing ever to come. And my birthday's in July, so Ooh. we will be celebrating the 4th of July and Party in the Park. But also, four days later is my birthday. Two parties in one. There we go. We, we did a little math quiz right there. It's the 8th <laughs> for everyone who's counting. <laughs> <laughs> July 8th. Oh, that'll be My awesome. quarter life crisis is coming. What kind of shifts have you had in the past? I am only turning 25, so I am recently out of college. And I'm lucky to say, very, very lucky to say, not many people can say this that they had a job right after school, mm-hmm. let alone in something that they enjoy and something that they want for the rest of their lives. I'm very lucky for that, and I'm thankful for that every day. My previous job, I only had one previous station before this. Well, commercial station. Yeah. Of course, I had my college radio station. It was in Western Maryland, and I was their midday host, just like I am here. I was on air straight from school. 
jobs right right away. That's I mean, I did a million other things. Like most people in radio do, we have plenty of hats. Everybody wears plenty of hats. You know that. Yeah. But I was doing a lot of promotional work. I was doing a lot of public service announcements, producing them, doing a lot of production work. We did all of our production ourselves. I did like a little bit of everything. And then when I came here, we still do a little bit of everything, but I'm able to focus a little bit more on my show and connecting to listeners. Listeners are everything to me. Yeah. Radio would be nothing without listeners, so listeners are our priority. If you're listening, you are priority. <laughs> <laughs> you plan on long haul radioing, or do you have any other kind of like crazy dreams, like you want to open a museum or something like that? Open a museum. You know what? I want to do a million things. I want to do everything. Maybe that's you know me just being young and having so much spirit still out of school and stuff. I have this wild dream of getting my pilot's license. I want to learn how to fly a plane. Really? Not a um, commercial flight or anything. Not Nothing huge. But one of those like little plane guys just flying around. I'm going to actually look into the Frederick Airport. Always dreamt of you know flying a plane, learning how to fly a plane ever since I was a kid. I definitely don't want to make a career out of it. But yeah. radio is definitely it for me. Whether that be on air forever, going up the chain, having my own station somewhere, mm. staying in Frederick, going to a bigger <laughs> city. You know, you never know. I, I, I'm always always going to be looking for the best opportunity to better myself and my skills. So wherever that best opportunity is, that's where I'm going. How excited does the internet, social media, all that stuff make you for the future of radio? You know, I think we are headed in a direction that is pretty cool. And a lot of people in radio who have been in radio for a really long time are terrified. They're like, ah, like, yeah. radio's going to disappear <laughs> and then the internet's going to kill us. And I just don't see it that way. Yeah. Radio is always going to exist because of that local feel that I want to hear somebody who knows what it's like to live in the same city as me. You can't get that on the internet, so I'm not worried about radio going anywhere. (laughs) But I think that internet and social media go hand in hand with radio, and I think that the industry itself is trying to bridge that gap and have been trying to bridge that gap for a really long time. And I think that we are closer than we ever have been with podcasts like this and with, I've seen a lot of, we do it with our Facebook Live videos, you know, video recording shows. A lot of people love doing that. A lot of people love watching it because they want to see who they're listening to all day long. They want to see the behind the scenes, especially with bigger syndicated shows when there's music artists that come in. The celebrity on film, on the radio, you're like getting Mm -hmm. social media, that's the internet, you're getting radio and video all at the same time, just like an overdose of entertainment. (laughs) I think that internet and social media and radio are the perfect marriage. So one of my favorite parts of being one of the DJs is we do a lot of live broadcasts. Yeah. Have you had any fun memories of doing live broadcasts, meeting people? (laughs) Do you have any good stories? I have done many live broadcasts so far, thankfully, because they're my favorite because I get to go out and see the people that I'm talking to all day. Radio is a weird concept if you think about it. We are talking to thousands and thousands of people all day long, but we're in the studio alone. Yeah. So it's like we work independently, but we're technically with like thousands of people. It's a very weird concept. Yeah. But live action broadcasts give me the opportunity to really get to know, especially being new, the people that I'm talking to and gives them a chance to come and get to know me, to see my face. I've had a lot of a lot of good times at a lot of broadcasts, especially at the fair. Tons mm. of people coming up and, are you Gabby? Oh my God, that, like, that's you? Like, that's you? You know, the best part is when people try to guess what you look like. And yeah. they're like, I swore you were blonde. And I was like, am I supposed to take that as an insult <laughs> or a compliment? <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. But it's a really good feeling, especially being new in my career, when people recognize me. And not in that, like, cocky way. Mm -hmm. Just in that when people figure out, they're like, 
oh my God, I know your voice or, hey, I know you. I know you from somewhere. I, I, I feel like we've been friends yeah. when I've never met them ever. And that's what I look for. That is the most rewarding moment for me in radio is when someone comes to me and says, I feel like I know you and I've never met you just from your show. And that's the best. It's the best. And when people do realize, oh, it's you. It's Gabby. Like, oh, my God, you're from WFRE. I freak out more than they do <laughs> because I'm still new and it feels good. Yeah. Are there any kind of big things you want to do next year? 2018. It is around the time, I guess, to talk about, you know, resolutions, resolutions and, stuff. and stuff. So I did Mo's Entertainment Update. I'm going to cover Mo this week. Right. And Tim McGraw said he doesn't like setting New Year's resolutions because he doesn't want to set himself up to fail. I think that's the worst way to think about living or goal setting in general. I think failure is a big part of life. Absolutely. I think I've always had this attitude of what you resist mm-hmm. persists. So it's like... I don't want failure. Stay away from me. It's going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening. You just have to accept that there's going to be failures in your life. You have to accept that there's going to be problems in your life. And the sooner you do that, the sooner you realize that you have less of them. You have to welcome it all. You got to go through the trenches. You got to welcome all that life is into your life and conquer it. You got to make it your own. And I think Tim McGraw has... Uh, crappy outlook. I agree with you. A lot of celebrities actually are not making resolutions. Brett Young, Kelsey Ballerini, Tim McGraw among them. But this year, I don't think I'm going to make a resolution per se. Mm-hmm. This year, 2018, I like to put a title on my years. 2017 for me was the year of discovery Mm. because I was graduating college, you know, in between 2016, 2017, graduating college, starting my first job, Mm -hmm. living on my own for the first time, 400 miles away from my family. So I was discovering myself, tons of problems, tons of failures there. It was an incredible year. So much to be grateful for. So many people to be grateful for who have made me into the person that I am today. But 2018, this year will be the year of fulfillment. When I come across a thought or a failure or a problem, I'm going to think to myself, does this make you feel fulfilled? Does this have the opportunity of fulfillment? And if it doesn't, it's a no-go. And if it does, then I'm all in. And I think that it's that alone is just going to make sure that I don't settle for less and <laughs> I just have a great year. I'm looking forward to another year working with you. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. What about you, though? What about your resolutions? Oh, my resolution? I'm very goal-oriented at this point in my life. Okay. I've made that 30 transition where you start about thinking, you not to sound fatalistic, but you start yeah. thinking about, you look back and you're like, all right, I've been in here for three decades. What do I have done? So for me, with the podcast, I definitely want to make sure I hit 100 episodes before we get to the 4th of July. I believe in you. I think Six I can make that Six months away, happen. I think you can do it. I mean, you're episode 32, so I can, I can kind of make 32. that. Episode 32. Yeah, so for me, it's like this was a rebuild, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of rediscovery. There was who I thought I was, and then there's who I am. And also, similar to what you're saying with fulfillment, finding people who have bucket list goals or things like that that I can help make happen. Me. Exactly. I need you to help me do so many things. Or maybe that's it. I'm looking for collaborators. That's a big part of next year. Count me in. There we go. So with Katie, got her owls. What is your owls? What I can want, I bring you? I want a lot of things from Patrick Haynes. <laughs> if you can make my dreams happen, here they are. As of now, I have three. One, I told you about. I want to learn how to fly a plane. Yeah. Two, I need to become friends with an alpaca. Okay. I know goats, but I can find an alpaca. <laughs> goats would work too. Goats would work too. Make that goal number four. But I, I love alpacas and I want to meet an alpaca. There I want go. an alpaca in the studio. Number two. Number three. I want to meet Ellen. Ooh. The goal. Maybe not this year because it might take longer than a year. Maybe. Meet Ellen or get on Ellen. 
Okay. Get Gabby on Ellen. Get Gabby, get Gabby on Ellen. to meet Ellen. We're launching our hashtag of Gabby meet Ellen or <laughs> get Gabby on Ellen. We'll figure that out this okay. year. For me, that's a thing. We're not worried about if that doesn't turn out. The journey of trying to get you on Ellen. Earlier this year, I tried to be adopted by Rob Lowe. <laughs> I never thought, I hate to spoil my usual enthusiasm for people, I never actually thought I was going to get adopted by Rob Lowe. But the quest to get adopted by Rob Lowe, I met spirit mediums, ghost hunters. I had a tarot card reading. I spoke with Rob Lowe's personal shaman. I had a journey that didn't get to the ending I thought it would get me to. But the journey itself was so much more fun than, I guess, sitting in a courthouse and being adopted by Rob. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's still crazy to begin with. I'm, I'm, the journey is the experience. Let's have some journeys. Thank you so much for being on the show. I guess I already spoiled my usually on every podcast by saying what has you excited for next year. What is something that you hope the listeners can be excited about next year? Having more fun with my show. Yes. Absolutely. If I can make one person smile a day, then I feel like I've done my job. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time, Gabby. Thank you.